3: This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome. We are going to have some fun today because I have two sommeliers with us who are also part of our Rogue Media family of podcasts with some of our thoughts. That's the name of it. And what a delight to have Sarah Carter. And I, I already screwed up. Okay. Cut. Normally Sarah I don't, I try to do this live to tape, you know, and that, and so they don't have any editing right. to do. Sarah, I know a Sarah Carter, Sarah Carter. Yeah. We Lee are Carter's Sarah. daughter. We are Sarah Carter. Okay. So that's, that's why I did that. Living. Okay. Just, just so, as long as I know why I have blonde moments, that's really
0: <laughs> great.
2: Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Give it five seconds. Hello everybody and welcome, Ann Harder here with you and we are going to have a lot of fun today with these lovely ladies because they are the hosts of some of our thoughts as sommeliers, which means they know a lot about wine and you can fit in a thimble, basically what I know about wine, but I'm fascinated with it and uh, love to taste it and Carter, you have brought A bottle. (laughs) So, you know, we'll get we'll get right to the fun stuff before we know. But uh, Carter Lacey and Sarah Holder and uh, you ladies have been doing the podcast here with the Rogue Media Network for um, over a year now. oh you're into season two I know that
1: we're in
2: season two had a delight listening to your very I went went back and listened to your very first (laughs) first your first episode and it was (laughs) wonderful it was wonderful and I have to tell you what I did this morning it's kind of a gray dreary Monday and I'm listening to your podcast listening to you talk about wine and just how you wax poetic and were in educating me right off the bat about things and um I was outside taking pictures of the first few flowers that are blooming in my garden. I thought these are two of my favorite things that I have combined. So um, yeah, so let's get right to it. First of all, now Carter, I know you grew up in Waco, know your folks, and I did not realize I knew you till you walked into the studio. I went. Well, because you look just like your parents.
0: Thank you. Yeah, they're beautiful people. You're a people, mix for sure. A
2: wonderful mix. And uh, Sarah, you've been around here a long time. I kind of grew up yeah. in this neck of the woods. Um, but what brought you two together? Because you have a wonderful <laughs> chemistry on Thank your podcast.
1: You. We've known each other since high school. Have you? Yes. Yeah. We knew kind of of each other in high school, and then as years went by, honestly, during COVID, yeah, <laughs> we. Shared our love of wine. I manage Valley Mills Vineyards in the tasting room. Carter manages the wine shop in Waco, here in Waco. And we just kind of said, hey, I have this new bottle. You have this new bottle. Let's make some food. Maybe listen to music. Drink some wine together. And yeah. Sarah has a turntable. And uh, we started listening to
0: vinyl. And I have vinyl at the wine shop. And so we would just trade records, truthfully. And um, when I think... We realized the dis like the uh, connection between music and wine mm-hmm. and food. That was just like the holy trinity really yes, <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well,
2: yes. And I mean, I got that right off the bat from your very first episode. You've done a number of, in fact, looking through, you know, all your titles, I, thought, I don't know which one, you know, they all look so interesting. <laughs> and I'm sure you've had a lot of fun sort of crafting and planning. Uh, do, do you like to kind of focus on a given wine or... Sometimes
0: it's the wine, sometimes it's the record, really. Oh, really? And so it's kind
2: of a kind of a music thing, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, we just buy ourselves vinyl, <laughs> pardon me, from time to time. And um, it's like, what wine goes with this? Right. And then we just get to drink a bunch until we figure it out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Recipes, too. Sometimes we'll find a recipe on Pinterest or on yes. Instagram that pops up. Or we both have so many cookbooks between the two of us. And it really just depends which day of the week, what actually calls out to us and inspires us, and we'll kind of play off of that. The best days, though, are when I have a moment. I have a two-year-old, and I work full-time. So I'm a pretty busy lady. You're pretty busy. (laughs) Pretty busy. Um, And if I'm ever able to go into the wine shop, because they have so many records there, I'll kind of get to – Look at the shelves because at the wine shop, there's so many shelves of different wines because all their wines are imported. I can kind of look and see, well, what wine would look best and sound best and drink best (laughs) with each record? And those are really fun days, too.
0: We just lay them all out and then like put the uh, bottles with the label artwork and see what looks cute and then also (laughs) whatever makes sense. Really?
2: And for a lot of people? That's how they buy their wine,
0: <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely no, you know, I
2: know you know that's true, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you just see the cute, funny, quirky little names and yeah. and whatever, and they i and I guess the winemakers know that too, you know they because must. they they, have they, to. <laughs> they they gotta come up with something, but the, what prompted this, so you understand what prompted this this pairing? is this event it's called rootstock it's a texas wine festival that will be april 15th at indian spring park um of course for many many years i was involved with the uh, wine and food fest that the humane society but now they're doing a totally different thing so this is the second is this the second year for this how many this
1: is the sixth year actually the sixth year where have i been I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been going to this because we didn't I did it in 2020. Obviously, in 2021, A little hiatus there right, for obvious right. reasons. But the first one I was involved in was last year. But they did it in previous years. Yeah, quite a few years back. But this is the second one that I'm involved with. and In charge of. And in charge of. Oh, you are in charge of. I am the director this year. And I'm so excited to be such a big part of something so special, too. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, so um, how many people normally come? I know you've got, what, 16 wineries that will be represented. Yeah, we
1: have 16 wineries represented. And traffic-wise, we usually expect up to about 1,000 people, honestly. Uh And, you know, it's one of those things where it's from 12 until 6.30, so... People, they can not come and go, but, you know, they might block out, oh, I'll be there from 12 till 2, or I'll be there from 3 to 6. We have a few different musicians playing as well. Mm -hmm. We have sponsors this year that are really awesome. We have Shelly Wilfrong from um, This Is Texas Wine, her Texas Wine podcast, and then folks from the Texas Wine Club are our other sponsor this year, and we're so elated about more people getting involved and just really spreading our love of wine with the city of Waco.
2: So, this is not a, a benefit to a charity nonprofit? Or- it's not
1: a benefit. It's really just us bringing together wine enthusiasts, mm-hmm. other wineries, and I always kind of joke and say, in a serious way, Texas is such a friendly state, right? Uh, Well, we're kind of known for that. Such a friendly state, right? (laughs) Yeah, kind of a motto, maybe, yeah. And in the Texas wine industry, it just still goes hand in hand. You know, we're not out in Napa or Sonoma where everything's just so competitive. Everyone has to be the best of the best. Texans are very competitive, yes, but Mm -hmm. we just all love each other. (laughs) (laughs) Especially in the wine industry and with the weather and the climate the last couple years, on the vineyard side of things, it's really made everyone work together and just get a lot closer. And so us supporting other wineries and just shedding light on the Texas wine industry because it's come such a long way in the last 10 years, the last five years. It's it's really come a long way and it's really going to some really amazing places. Well,
2: if you haven't been to the Hill Country... To Fredericksburg yeah. in particular in several years, that's the big change. It's I exploding. mean, yes. everywhere you look, there's another winery. That, that has been a huge change over the last Absolutely. not many years.
1: Right. Yeah, and it's a Texas wine country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Truly, I mean – yeah.
2: Well, now you re- you reference the the weather and stuff. I know the drought, uh, you know, has, but but honestly, doesn't that make for better?
1: Sometimes it can. Yes, mm, if better you grapes. Certain vines, then it can actually produce some really amazing quality grapes after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So let's talk a little bit, Carter, about what you do. And that's my understanding, what I heard you say on your uh, podcast that, of course, the wine shop is over to Eighteenth and Austin. Yes, ma'am. And uh, in Waco, all natural wines. What does that mean?
0: Natural just means low intervention, so I would say Valley Mills is actually technically natural wine. Definitely. It's very low intervention with the least amount of human interference in the winemaking process. Really? So we have uh, one of the head winemakers out at your gig is a man that used to run my gig. Charlie. Shout out Charlie. Charlie. We <laughs> love Charlie. And then Joey uh, has his own opinions about natural wine. Yeah,
2: Joey <laughs> Bonyasko. Yeah, I got to interview him for Absolutely. Traveling Texas when we yeah. went out to Valley Mills <laughs> Vineyard. Um, yeah, very, very sharp young man. Knows a lot. He kind of grew up.
0: He did. In the in the business yeah. absolutely i think they planted the the vines about 16 years ago and yes. so everything that's out at the vineyard is pretty mature at this point point. Mm-hmm. and i actually do their wholesale so i work there too
2: oh do you <laughs> okay well good good well it's a lovely spot i mean i i, yes. I go out there usually when dave wild <laughs> the yeah. dave wild tree is playing I, I we just love it and it's just so peaceful and lovely
1: it's no, like I a sanctuary. It really is a magical place, and I don't just say that because I work there. <laughs> Even before I worked yeah. there, I remember entering the building and going up all fifty-two stairs. And just, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just did. Just <laughs> took me. It took oh, yeah. me a bit to get my breath after the. Yeah, but after just really the stairs, taking a minute and taking all of <laughs> uh, all of it in. And in this part of Texas, there really aren't a lot of vineyards. There aren't a lot of wineries, so it's a really special place. That it really view, I, it can transport you pretty much anywhere and it's kind of the very very tip and beginning of the texas hill country that part of valley it
2: is it is when you're standing there you know just outside the patio and you look out you do you go (laughs) like yeah we're right on the cusp yes
1: and if you're driving by you really can't see oh no any of it no you have no idea (laughs) you have no idea Mm -mm.
0: You drive down that like long and windy road, and then just mm-hmm. walk up all the stairs, and then the view hits you and you're like,
1: right in the oh, face. You're transported. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, well, it's beautiful. When
2: I was out there, um, it was in the winter, and so Joey was like, "Oh, well, if you, you really should come back when there's leaves <laughs> on the." But I said, "No, that really. This is part of the year. This is yes. part of your year that you uh, have as as a winemaker, and and part of it is the beauty of the of the vines. Is they're just right." There. And a, a lot of people
1: don't realize that the vines are not green and lush and full all year round. You'd be surprised. Oh how yeah. How many guests come in and they're like, "Is everything dead? What happened?" Yeah, like, what oh, happened? They're it's, dormant. <laughs> they're sleeping. It's They'll back up in March. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there there are some um, just some great uh, wineries in Central Texas uh, we were talking yeah. earlier about Florence, the Florence Vineyard, uh, which is uh there in oh, Williamson County, and uh, it's. It's like something from Napa. I did yes, have the opportunity beautiful. to go one time to Napa. And um yeah, it's it, it is it's reminiscent of that as well. Uh it's a wedding venue and the and the whole bit and um but you know, I know a lot of these uh, these wineries are very um intent on entering their wines into festivals and things and trying to win pride. You know, what what is the meaning behind a a prize or did, or like did they award. just
1: just to say we got we did they did just it. pay you know <laughs> just
2: paid to enter and so everybody gets a prize is that that's not how they work no it's really, really
1: not so a lot of hours <laughs> that we enter we're actually pretty particular in the uh, the um competitions that we enter at valley mills vineyards they're all blind tastings aren't they the, all the ones that we enter are blind tasting right so for instance the san francisco chronicle wine competition our 2019 estate tempranillo actually won best of class which means all the judges, which are all sommeliers, really well-known, well-rounded sommeliers yes. from all over, they come together, they do what's called a blind tasting, meaning they can't see the label of the wine. They're, they're, all not, they're not influenced by how cute they're the are They're not influenced is. by the cute <laughs> labels, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, they're just getting a taste of different wines, and they picked ours, and so now we get to tell everyone that everyone in California liked our wine the most.
2: <laughs> and, and you know that had to kind of <laughs>
1: definitely. Maybe. I love
2: it when but we can yeah. kind of stick it to the California. No, definitely. But <laughs> did yes. I say that? We, we <laughs> yeah, I did. I said that.
1: We enter all the competitions that are... Uh, blind taste competitions yeah. just to kind of say hey look what yeah, we Just did.
2: tell us what you think about how this tastes. Yeah. yeah
1: and we only send wines to that we're really passionate about and there are quite a few that are yes. just really special to us. Typically wine club exclusives or wines that we just haven't made a huge amount of that mm-hmm. we just kind of dialed back to really keep them as more of a reserve taste wine. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> So, put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun.
0: Wine, wine and vinyl. vinyl. <laughs> so, check us out on rogemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. 911 what's your emergency do you hear that it's coming from the house it's coming from inside the house uh, do you mean could it be the, the House. new from rogue media two haunted hotties talking about haunted places every episode we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history we're getting spooky in all the right places You've You've gobbled gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel. Winchester House. The Alamo. Hotel Monte Vista. And more spooky places. Find us at the underscore Poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there.
2: Well, there are lots and lots of terms I kind of want to get into, but I want you to get into that bottle.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> I'd be happy I don't, to. I, if,
2: it's, if it's a white and a bubbly, it may be warming up, but is that okay? I know sometimes it doesn't matter how cold
0: well, this one I, I kept in the freezer for quite some time before we came here, Ann. Oh,
2: okay. So, so it's, it's chilled. Yes. <laughs> yes so tell ma'am. me all about it,
0: Carter. This one is actually from the wine shop because we were talking about it on our show later. I wish I had a VMV bottle that I could share with you today. But um, this is Julian Toby Bainbridge. She is actually a farmer from Oklahoma. And he is an Englishman that uh, expatriated to France. And I met them in Austin, Texas last year. And oh. it's called Les Jongleurs. That means the jugglers. And then there's one called <laughs> L'Acrobat, That's the acrobats. So they're um, just silly names. There's like 50-50. That's 50% Gamay and Grillo that that's we nice. love. That's yeah. like the best pizza wine maybe ever besides blue glue <laughs> really uh-huh yeah there's um just a handful of of very specific ones that they make but this is a sparkling shinnin um so if you'd like to okay yeah 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 <laughs> it's it's not after
2: five I know it could be after five i don't know what time you're <laughs> listening to this um okay so i want to talk to you too about what you did to train to become a sommelier what prompted you to do that to begin with you know there's so much about you i want to find out but i there's i've been to a few wine tastings so i know just like i said little tiny bit i know you can even (laughs) is this right just half of the nose you know
1: we always like to stick our nose just right in there i always tell people during tastings you're going to feel very silly and that means you're doing it
0: correctly yeah (laughs) yeah that is right so we, uh, because it has some gas in it, you don't necessarily have to agitate it, like swirl it around, but it just it opens up the aroma. I see.
2: Yeah, I have some little teeny tiny bubbles. Absolutely, yeah. little teeny bubbles. Okay. So yeah. Oh yeah. Cheers. <laughs> this is always cheers, like our
0: cheers, go-to. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, okay. So so what what tell me what I'm gonna
0: taste. This is a sparkling Chenin Blanc. Um Chenin is actually a huge grape in France, and it's blended into most things. It's not necessarily a champagne grape. Um, Chardonnay is specifically the right. white champagne grape. But um, it's a cousin of Chardonnay, mm-hmm. actually. And um, the lineage, you'd be amazed to see, like, what has propagated what throughout the process of time. And, um, yeah, I think you can kind of get, like, some of those bright citrus notes from it. Mm-hmm. It also just has like a little bit more depth and complexity. It's not going to be quite as oaky or buttery. It, like So are- you're,
2: you're using all these terms. <laughs> 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 you've, you've hit a bunch of them just yeah. in that last sentence. Um, yeah, the the finish.
0: Yeah, it has like a very stark finish, doesn't it?
2: As, yeah, where you kind of like...
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> as opposed to just
2: you know see how descriptive I am I I don't know but no it's very and and generally and I heard you you say on your podcast that you were just a a red girl you like the red Uh, yes and I normally don't don't like white um but I'm kind of interested in you know I I think I won't go into why I don't like Chardonnay but (laughs)
1: and i try to not talk about that either i'm not a chardonnay, I'm not a chardonnay not, guy. okay she really, I'm really? not
2: well we mm-hmm. we went to we went to we went to sonoma i told you i got to go to, to sonoma
0: just, you don't have to name any names went
2: to okay, we Shelby went to names. a went to a <laughs> wine tasting and i was not spitting out <laughs> and so It'll get ya. i did not feel good at all oh, i no. felt really really bad oh. and i decided I don't like chardonnay, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, and and I do have a kind of a, a sensitivity, I guess, to sulfites. Oh,
0: absolutely. Sure. And yeah.
2: I can always tell. And this is one, one thing, you know the the Valley Mills uh, wine. There's a blend that I enjoyed the other yeah. day. You know, and I I thought, well, you know, is this going to give me a headache tomorrow? No. Didn't, so I figured, it. no, <laughs> not at all, not at all. And so yeah, because Fantastic. there's there's something that you Know your physical body can react to absolutely negatively, right? And I won't go on the right all things in moderation, <laughs> That's moderation. you know. We don't, but if you go to a wine tasting, spit
0: out <laughs> just saying, <laughs> or at least have the bucket <laughs> nearby. Have a bucket, nearby. <laughs> yeah.
2: That, as you say, you know, if you're doing it right, you know, you do feel That's like right. you're this is kind of dumb, um, but um, no, this is very nice. And so, what would you? Suggest, I mean, is it the all the you know, you fish and chicken, you drink white wine and heavier meats with well the for red? This is particular that
1: particular bottle? The recipe we're recording today after this it's mm-hmm. a um onion tartine, actually, almost like a balsamic onion tart. <laughs> <laughs> we've got something kind of very ex- French, something different. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've exhausted a lot of the like traditional kind
0: of entree options with animal proteins like chicken steak fish pasta and so I think for season two we wanted to just kind of get outside the box a little bit for ourselves and just start cooking things that we really wanted to cook that we were Mm -hmm. excited about and all of the videos on Instagram and TikTok that we send each other about people making really beautiful food like just a very simple interpretation of a blueberry bagel. Or- right. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. 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 And like there's wine for that. And there's a, there's a wine for everything, truthfully, if you think enough about it.
1: <laughs> and back to your question earlier, what kind of brought us into the industry to become sommeliers. Mm-hmm. I've always loved wine. I will admit I'm one of those people that when I was younger started out. Sweet wine first, and then drier, drier, drier. As oh, time I thought went it was on. the other way. Not for me. Not okay, for me either. No, <laughs> I love dry wine now, absolutely. But I was always just very curious about it. And honestly, for me, it was when I started working out at the vineyard mm-hmm. because I was so immersed in it. I just had my thirst for all of that knowledge just grew and grew. And I was buying my own study books. I was trying more wines. I was visiting the wine shop more just to try different things. I was hosting wine studies to taste multiple wines. And since then, actually, the vineyard helped me get quite a few certifications at this point to help my sommelier journey and can't thank them enough. So okay. Cool. So it, I, as you indicated, it is a journey. I mean, you begin it's studying.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, did you take courses? Do you, I mean, I, I would think you can't do this kind of thing online, you, can't, you can't. Now. <laughs> yes. can now because it just seems like you need somebody there going, Now this is what you're tasting and this is what you look for and right. what you
1: smell and And it depends on which level. Some some Absolutely. of the lower levels you can just do one hundred percent online. Yeah. And Actually with my Texas wine certification that I got this past year, it was all virtual, but they sent you I think six different Texas wines and then you would do a group tasting. Right, that's Zoom.
2: like you're together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that was
1: really fun. That
2: that would work um, fine. But there are like yeah. say
1: level four with W set level four Somalia, even level three you, some of them you do still have to physically be there mm-hmm. to do the group tastings and to do the blind, more, tasting. the blind tastings. Yes, no, exactly. No, no, no. For the exams, too. Most of the right. time. Right. And, and so
2: you're most being things. judged and graded and all that kind of thing.
0: And oh, and Carter's I journey appreciate.
1: started with the parent trap. <laughs> oh,
0: God, <laughs> Sarah. What? <laughs> the 1998 parent trap, if you've ever seen with Dennis Quaid and oh, Lindsay Logan. Oh, yeah. Lohan? Lohan? Um, I mean, we were like seven when that movie yes. came out. And I just thought... <laughs> classic oh. for us. <laughs> classic. Chessie. <laughs> I remember the first Parent Trap. Yeah. That, I mean, oh, that's what I'm thinking. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it was the original. Yeah. Parent yep. Trap classic. Okay. Um, She, yeah, her dad owned a vineyard in Napa and she was riding her horse through the vineyard and I just thought, I want to do that. Yeah. That's what my life is going to look like. that's your life now. Yeah, that's my <laughs> life <laughs> Yeah. Very lucky. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's funny how how things just spark your interest. Absolutely. You know, obviously you weren't tasting wine, drinking wine at that or maybe you were. <laughs> <Of Tokyo>. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but it's really it it is um it is a commitment that you have to learn and to study of and course, to understand. Definitely. We've
0: and both been students of wine for about five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And
1: wine is one of those ever changing things, you know, even with vintage to vintage, you know, you could have a 2018 Grenache and then you bottled the same thing. The 2019 vintage could be, taste completely different. So it's just really? a, it's a yeah. fun journey. <laughs> tasting different vintages, tasting different grapes, different wines. There's always something to learn.
2: Of course, Texas wines are kind of, uh, I guess, known for, you know, they, they bring other grapes in. That is not just, you know, the wine. Are, are, are there a lot well, of wineries so- that just Bottle their own well, for grapes.
1: For instance, back to rootstock. So all of the wineries that we select for rootstock, it is 100% Texas grown grapes and Texas made wine. There are some wineries in Texas that are bringing in grapes right. from, say, that California, was, Washington, Oregon. That was my but, understanding. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them did it. So quite a few um, that we just really love and cherish that 100% Texas grown grapes, Texas made wine. Yeah. Oh well, that's well, that's good because the <laughs> Texas wine scene really is
2: something that has uh, that has evolved rapidly. Yes.
0: Yeah. As but we mentioned, all earlier, the wineries in Fredericksburg. It's oh, yeah. a completely different uh, journey down there. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago you drive through like high and the little cities like Stonewall and right. the Johnson to Fredericksburg, City, Johnson of City. That. Oh yeah. And I mean, where there were maybe fifty before, maybe. maybe. There's like five hundred now. See so now many. those numbers, but I was I was
2: thinking maybe there are fifty now because it seems like no, but you're telling me there's no I
1: don't know how many there are exactly, but there's so many and they're popping up Every other month. Every other month, yeah. Honestly. Whether it's just a vineyard and tasting room or just a tasting room, just a small little winery popping up.
0: Restaurant. Yeah, Mm -hmm. of course.
2: So they're not necessarily growing the grapes. No, not all. And like they do at Valley Mills. I mean you can go out and see the process, which I think is fascinating and wonderful for visitors.
1: Yeah, it just depends where you go. But for rootstock. All Texan. (laughs) Yeah, I think. Well, I
2: think that's great, and this will be at uh, Indian Spring Park. And um, I guess admission price. I mean, is this like a cover cover charge? So,
1: if you buy tickets, say now, tickets are forty dollars on our website, and that gets you your entrance to the winery, to the winery, entrance to the festival, and Uh then you'll get fifteen wine tasting tickets, and kind of to gauge it for you every single winery will have three different wines to taste. Okay. So you can kind of pick your wines. I would suggest kind of make a lap and don't commit to anything quite yet. See, scope it out. See see what everyone has. Yeah. And then you also get some food bite tickets as well. So you can kind of pair food with, the different wine tastings that you're having.
2: So do you have restaurants providing that or they just have a little charcuterie board or what? No,
1: we have a few different food trucks that are gonna be there this year. Yeah, so they'll be supplying the food bites for those tickets and then they'll also have food to purchase of course. But they're, the tickets are $40 right now online, so I would suggest getting getting them out. That's reasonable, them of, yeah. Of time. Absolutely. The week before the festival, they do go up to $50 per person. And then if you wait last minute and you are walking by and you're like, oh, yeah, let's go, they are $60 at the gate. So okay. get your tickets now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, note to self if you yeah. plan on going. Hopefully the weather will be great. You never hopefully, know. Hopefully.
1: We will um, have plenty of tents to stand under if – if something it's, crazy right happens. it is april you never know yeah. you
2: yeah you never know just bring a rain poncho if it looks like rain right. but uh, hopefully the weather will be great yeah. for you guys um absolutely. yeah it's it it really is a good opportunity for somebody if they thought you know i'd like to learn a little bit more because i've always found it fascinating to talk to the people you know that are
1: absolutely that are and there
2: you know because they know so
1: much and we speaking of that this is also something that Rootstock does that not a lot of other festi- wine festivals do. Um, we actually require a um, someone that actually works at the winery or in the vineyard to be pouring those tastings. <laughs> Whereas if you go to some other wineries, or not wineries, but wine festivals, a lot of times they just get in volunteers that are pouring the wine. So... They might have a little spiel about, oh, this is gonna, this rose tastes like strawberries and watermelon. But if you ask them any personal questions, like, oh, tell me about the winery, where are you located, what grapes do you grow? They really don't have the answers for you. So we really value that as well when we go to different festivals and kind of sc- scope out and remember, you know, what did we love about the festival? What could they maybe have improved on? And that was a big one for me since I've been to quite a few is I want. That human interaction, that connection to the—tell me about the wine that I'm tasting. What do you do? Tell me about the process. Mm-hmm. And it's what you remember. It's the little things that you yeah. want to take home with you. And well, then you're prompted to usually buy a bottle, which you can purchase bottles at Rootstock too, which is huge. Oh, so that's normally not a thing? Normally it's not. Some really? Festivals, yes, not always. But, yeah, you huh. can do your wine tastings, and then that's our big thing, too. Like, the, you can purchase bottles at Rootstock from all the wineries. So you can take a whole case home if you wanted. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Well, I, I'm so glad to hear that this is uh, this is still a, a viable thing and that, Definitely. you know, more and more people are becoming interested in wine as, as we see. I mean, I think the supply indicates the demand, you know, (laughs) absolutely for, for something like, like wine. But again, it's, um, you know, it can be so daunting. It can be so kind of intimidating. Um, I mean, is it really true? You get what you pay for?
0: I've always told well, people, I mean, with my job, I have some really beautiful bottles I can import and sell for a very fair price, like $20, 25 And there is an incredible amount of wine that you can have at the $25 price point. That's, the, you know, between, I call it VMV, Valley Mills Vineyards, um, California or something from France, Italy or Spain that um, is a very classic representation or really wild and funky stuff like what we're drinking right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's not necessarily like the price. You just you know if you like it or you don't. If you're willing to invest in kind of your education in wine and your experience in wine, you can get some really interesting stuff in Waco. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely, I would say like the wine shop has been my catalyst for wine education and. Um, my growth and experiencing more stuff between me and Sarah, we have the two best wine jobs in this, in this whole city. I agree. <laughs> well, so, I mean, it sounds
2: like it, but, but I guess my most interaction with anybody dealing with wine is April. Oh, absolutely. AGB, April. You know, and, <laughs> I just she's my go to girl because you know, if yeah. if i maybe I'm buying a gift wine for somebody, she goes, Oh, well I know well I know well Bob likes though. this one, you yeah. know, and she knows. Yeah, she what, knows. She knows. Well. Oh. And you know, and even at some place like H E B, you know, when they have the little sticker on it that says this is April's pick yeah. uh, and you well, know
0: exactly what you it's going to be into. okay probably yes, yes ma'am.
2: yeah exactly. so it is it's definitely something to uh, to rely on expertise of, of folks who've studied it and, and love it you know have a passion for it That's as well right. well we could just go on and on but I because <laughs> I, I really have thoroughly enjoyed our time together There's so much why I really wanted to get in the tall weeds about uh, what was it you referred to uh, The 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 wine tasted like um Bell pepper.
0: Oh, <laughs> you were kind of talking. <laughs>
2: you were talking what a veg, vegetal vegetation, vegetal, vegetal, yes. vegetal, You know terms like that so much. So just tune into their podcast and you can learn all of that. You know, uh, all, all of those kind of things. But I like to end these little visits with a little questionnaire that I shamelessly ripped off from James Lipton and Inside the Actors Studio. I love oh, him. I love you remember that yes. show? Well, okay. This is my. Take on his little question. So I'll ask the both of you. What is your favorite word? Transcendiary. That's a good word. Serendipitous. Yeah, very good. Very good. Those are good words. What's your least favorite word? No. (laughs) I you've got a two
0: year old, is it? (laughs) She (laughs) does. Yep. Oh man, Sarah, that's amazing.
1: Sorry, um, I knew my answer very quick for that. I know, and I've yes. heard that
2: before. I've heard can't, you know, those are pretty popular. My
0: words. least favorite word? Mm-hmm. Um suckle. <laughs> listen to episode two of our podcast I mean, okay like Sarah's reaction to that all right well I'm,
2: I'm starting at the beginning so I'm, oh my I'm working God. my way through all your podcasts they do, better and sure. better,
0: we promise. they do yeah oh I know
2: I was thoroughly charmed by by your very first one so honestly some of our thoughts is the name of the podcast what turns you on creatively spiritually or emotionally
0: It would definitely be wine for
1: me in all of those categories. I get that. Yeah. For me, actually, I'm going to say movement. I grew up dancing, really. I I still dance. Yeah. And that's kind of my, my freeing. (sighs) Wine helps with that, though. Yeah, (laughs) it does (laughs) help with that. (laughs) And your love
2: of music and all that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, What turns you off then, creatively, spiritually, or
1: emotionally? The word no. <laughs> time, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> There's only so much time in the day. I You're right. So much time in the day.
1: You're
2: right. What sound do you love the most? The
1: ocean. Sarah's laugh. Oh, <laughs> you both have That's cute laughs. I
0: literally put her ringtone as like a little like do 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 that sounds like her laugh to me. So even if I'm like dead asleep, if I hear that like this morning, it went off and I was like, oh, okay. there she is, there's Sarah, it's there.
2: What sound do you hate?
1: The word no. <laughs> um, really loud cars or motorcycles. Yeah, like the revving. Uh, yeah, oh, it just goes. It's like nails on a chalkboard to my okay. brain. Okay, no, I, I hear
2: you. Okay, you you have the dream job. You've already said that you you know. What other profession would you like to have
1: tried? I grew up actually wanting to be a dance instructor, yeah. mm-hmm. so I would still like to do that. And it's never—you're never too old, and it's never too late. It's never too late, right? <laughs> and I believe I am one of those people that I really believe I can do anything yeah so I still think it's I believe it for me maybe like a one day a week very part-time I just I want to do it all yeah turn up and I feel (laughs) younger and younger each year actually even with the two-year-old I feel like I'm in my 30s and I feel like life is almost beginning beginning again for me yeah in the best way possible yeah you're right (laughs) you're right so
2: so you what would you Carter What would you you like to have tried or may yet want to try?
0: I actually just recently found a book where I, like about 10 years ago, had written, like, if I could have done anything, what would I want to do? And I just wrote, make wine.
1: Make wine. Make wine. So
0: become a winemaker.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Still can. Uh, You absolutely. And I love talking to winemakers. I know
0: some people. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I think I know those same people. We
2: could could put you in touch. Um, (laughs) What job do you know you would not want to do? No,
1: no way. I could never work in a hospital. Very, yeah, very bad. I can't do blood and. Yeah, and I just, yeah I've I I've heard that do before. It. I just
2: could never and in do fact, it. I've asked a doctor. You know what? It, it, it that wasn't it? But I said I've heard people go,
0: they would not want your job. <laughs> <laughs> and we're grateful that you do it. But, right. Yeah. Can I actually tell you? I don't think I could ever be a banker because I actually have number <laughs> dyslexia. It's a very real thing where, like, I'll see a number and switch them up mm-hmm. in my head, and that would be disastrous. Yeah, it would be, <laughs> that would be problematic. It would problematic.
2: be problematic. <laughs> problematic. Well, finally, what do you want to hear the Lord say as you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, man. What'd you bring?
1: <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>
2: You guys, (laughs) you're great. I mean, this has been so much fun. I hope you've had as much fun as I have. Rootstock, again, a Texas wine festival, April 15th at Indian Spring Park in Waco. Go online to...
1: Rootstockwinefest.com.
2: .com. .com Get your tickets early because they will be more expensive at the gate, but will be worth every penny of it if Absolutely. you're into wine and maybe aren't into wine but like to learn a little bit more about it. It would be a perfect yeah. opportunity. Thank you so much, Carter and Sarah. It's been a delight. Thank <laughs> you for being with us. We'll see you again next time on Central Texas Life. Bye-bye. Cheers.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
3: <laughs> Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder.